Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love podcast. I am your host and global life and love coach, Rihanna Milne, coming to you every Friday on the LessonsInLifeAndLove.com website and on my app, Lessons in Life and Love on the go. I'm all about helping you transform your life in all areas into one that you're passionate about and to help you have the love that you deserve. I'm on a mad mission to help change the way the world loves. So you'll learn how to have emotionally healthy, evolved and conscious love and to stop toxic relationships that are just too prevalent today. It's time to create that life that you're passionate about and to have the love that you deserve. So at any time during the week, if you're struggling, please reach out to me on my website, rihannamilne.com, and arrange to meet with me for a life and love transformation discovery and assessment session. We'll dive deep into what the issues are that you're struggling with and your best next move to start your healing journey and your transformation into the life you desire. Okay, love angels and transformers, we have an amazing guest today. You're going to enjoy this conversation. It's all about what people don't want to talk about. ED, erectile dysfunction. Our guest is Oris Kamarki, who has a podcast, Old Guys Talk to Me, and his blog located at oldguidetalks.com, who helps older guys create a kick-ass life for themselves and those that they love. Welcome to the show, Oris. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Rihanna? Terrific. Thank you. I'm really glad to have you on this show because you're here to talk about what nobody wants to talk about. ED, erectile dysfunction. You're loaded with information and it's really important that we get into this topic, but let me tell our listeners a little bit about you. For 33 years until June of 2018, Oris was a periodontal regenerative surgeon. He was one of the first to use PRP for regenerative procedures starting in 2000. Now he spends his time helping older guys create kick-ass lives for themselves and for those that they love. Oris is a 67-year-old blogger at oldguystalk.com, oldguytalks.com, internet marketer who has done a bit of stand-up comedy. His podcast, oldguytalkstome.com, is something you definitely want to tune into. His whole motto is live the rest of your life with promise and possibility. Yes, you can't be young again, but you certainly don't have to be old. So welcome to the show, Oris. Thank you, and thank you for that kind introduction. I'm not sure who you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this would be a fun show about a serious topic because we've got to get it out there, and I'm sure so many of the men want to hear about this, how it affects them and those that they love. It's interesting because I'd like you to start out by telling them about this digital information product that you came up with, all the doctors that you interviewed, and what led you to get into this work. Okay. A lot of the stuff that we do is all born out of self-interest. Mm-hmm. And at age 67, well, the machinery wasn't working so well. Not only that, but uh, several years ago, I had a prostate biopsy and everyone was, everything's fine. And it turned out that the nerves were nicked to my prostate biopsy, which really affected in a significant way. Most of the time, erectile dysfunction is kind of a slow creeping thing that a lot of yeah. times people don't, don't notice. But for me, it was, it was instant. It didn't completely affect me, but it had a very significant effect on me. And so I was told for many, many years that people were telling me, oh, this has never happened before. And then I started talking to people about this because I t- kind of tend to talk about stuff, talking about sensitive topics, if, especially if you get to my site, especially on the drugs, mind, body, and so I started talking to people, and first of all, it's a lot more common. 
And I ran into a doctor who I actually went to go see about a bicep tendon tear, and she does platelet-rich plasma injections and stem cells and things like that. And we started talking about this, and then mm. we started talking about this a great deal. And I started to discover that there were new cutting-edge therapies out there that were available. I follow some people in, in the anti-aging space, and I was able to interview several expert doctors and a scientist about these cutting-edge therapies. There's so many things that are out there right now that are available that weren't available even just a few years ago. Good. Uh, so we're going to get that, into what some of those are. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason at this time for anyone to suffer with erectile dysfunction. And by suffering, I mean, it's not just the man who suffers, but the other person in that committed relationship. And that can be heterosexual. It can be a gay relationship. But that other person also is suffering as a result. And there's lots of things that are going on, lots of dynamics in the relationships that yeah. really affect the quality of that relationship. <clears throat> That's true. There's a lot of emotional things that start coming up or they don't want to talk about it. And, then, and it becomes this big elephant in the room, unfortunately. Right, right. And yeah. a lot of men start losing their prowess, so to speak, with the andropause. And a lot of men don't even know this exists. It's basically the male menopause. So oh, yeah. maybe you want to talk a little bit on that. That I oh, have found yeah. comes at about age 45 <laughs> to about 55. I hate to tell you, it's coming sooner. And there's lots of things going on now in the world that are going on. And I, I make no bones about it. I've been taking testosterone replacement therapy for over 22 years. Mm -hmm. And so I was doing it when it was like voodoo science. Can't listen to the radio for more than five minutes. Right. Hearing three ads for testosterone replacement. What's happening is there's some very interesting things happening from an epidemiological standpoint. And there's the Massachusetts male aging study that was performed went from the 80s to the 2000s. And there is a generational decrease in testosterone levels mm. in men that's occurring over time, a significant decrease. And it is so significant that over the times, the laboratory highs and low normative values are going down. They're shifting down. And so what used to be considered in the normal range now, if you're at the high end, will be basically out of the normal range yeah. and, and vice versa. It's happening rather significantly. This is happening to younger and younger men. I'm hearing from the, the people that I know who are urologists and other anti-aging doctors is that they're seeing men in their 30s in their offices with low testosterone. Wow. I just had, actually had a conversation with a fireman. He was in his mid-30s and he said that he was very depressed. When you look at him, you would not think that this would be a person who suffered from low testosterone. Right. And he got on some testosterone at a effective level. That's a whole nother thing. And he said, you know, he's feeling better. He's doing better. His wife said that he's not as much of an asshole as he was in the past. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sometimes when they are yeah. suffering, they make the woman yeah. suffer for oh, sure. But what is causing this, Oris? Why are the younger men's T levels so low? Well, a lot of it has to do with environmental stuff. There's a concept of endocrine disrupting compounds, the GMOs, the insecticides, all sorts of plastics, uh, frequencies that are out there. All of them are affecting us in very significant ways, causing a decrease in testosterone levels. The other thing that's kind of an interesting thing that goes along with that is the fact that there's a study that was done out of Hebrew University, and uh, they actually looked at male sperm counts from 1973 to 2011. They actually took them a long time to write this paper because they looked at a whole bunch of studies. And in the industrialized world, sperm counts in men are going down by 50% during wow. that time. That's and the rate of decline is continuing. And their prediction is, they extrapolate the data out. They said that by 2050 or 2060, most men in the industrialized world will be infertile. 
Jeez. Now, is there something men can do to stop this? Uh, is it food choice? Um, a little bit is, is healthy living, watching out what you're doing, all of that. Yeah. But it was interesting because I was talking to a gynecologist and she, she had a big part of her practice is fertility. And she said she's noticed a huge increase of where the problem, the fertility problem is not with the woman, but it's with the man. Mm. When you start looking at him, he says that that number has been really going really high up. That's a and shame. Uh, yeah. yeah, those are all things that, that are going on. A lot of it has to do with environmental stuff. That, yeah, that, that you can't avoid it. It's really hard unless you're going to live somewhere off the grid and in the mountains. Does you know, eating organic some, help? You know, avoiding the GMOs, does, yeah. get rid of the GMOs, watch, the hormones in the meat and that type of thing. Yeah, all that stuff. All yeah. that stuff. So you know, if you buy grass-fed, open-range meats and those type of things, and, and try to be careful about what you do, and almost it is impossible. Almost. There was a time when I used to think that all this stuff was kind of crazy stuff, and and now it, it's actually really makes a lot of sense in terms of where we're heading as a society. The whole testosterone thing really affects men. What are some of the signs of low testosterone? So men know it, other than that they may have trouble with their erections. Is there other signs that I'm aware I, of, like an andropause? Sure. Oh, yeah. First of all, mood. Mm -hmm. Men become very much more indecisive. They lose muscle mass. They put on weight and they have kind of a foggy cognition. This all happens as part of it. And it is interesting that because it's kind of a slow decline, it's not like menopause in a woman. It's, it happens pretty quickly. Well, it can it, be a slow decline because there's perimenopause, perimenopause for yeah. five years to yeah. eight years before the yeah. final yeah, ending, but, you know, so it's yeah. kind of a slow decline. <laughs> But testosterone decline in men, actually, it starts at about age 30. Mm. And so you don't really notice it. So you acclimate to it. You acclimate yeah. to it. And you think that that's normal. And it's very interesting because men don't really feel that way. And then they go in to see their doctor. And their doctor says, well, your lab results are normal. Yeah. So I feel horrible. Right. Uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? My lab results are normal. It really has to do with this normal range. Going with a doctor or a, to, to make sure that they're with a urologist that knows NHR, natural hormone replacement. Right. Oh, yeah. And this is the same for the women going in under perimenopause and they're like, I feel different. I'm having crying jags. I'm not feeling as sexual. And the mm -hmm. regular doctor will take the blood and say, nope, you're in normal range wrong right go to go to a specialist <laughs> you will find your testosterone ladies has dropped and yes women have testosterone oh yeah and you know the estrogens might have dropped which brings on the hot flashes even though one doctor might have said no you're in normal range find that specialist it's so worth it who does natural hormone replacement and you're going to go into that a little bit too oh yeah it's a challenge to find the doctor especially hate to say it but your primary care physician they just really treat to the lab results and they don't treat right. to how you feel. The other thing is that with all these medical groups are being bought by large corporations, and these doctors now, they're on a clock. They're, they're on a, like a 10 or 15-minute clock to be with you, which is not even close to time that's necessary to really discover what's going on with you. And they're in there to write a prescription and move on to the next patient. They have a certain amount of codes that they have to do every day and this and that. They have a production schedule. So I think the first thing is to find a doctor that will actually sit down with you. And that's part of the ED and digital information product that I had is that I actually sat down like this. Mm -hmm. and had a conversation with them. It wasn't like in their office or anything like that. We went into great length about it. But finding the right doctor is really important. I have, I have two kinds of doctors. I have my uh, anti-aging doctors. Now I'm calling themselves functional medicine doctors yes. now. And I have my disease doctors. <laughs> and so, so <laughs> we like the other guys. We like the functional yeah. medicine guys, yeah, for sure. Yeah. People yeah, I, say if they specialize in natural hormone replacement right? and HR. Oh, yeah. And same for the women. My gyno is fantastic. He takes the blood test. He can tell exactly where my levels are.
levels are. And I'll even go in, hey, doc, my T levels are a little low. I need you to up my medication. Because <laughs> I do NHR too, and I've done that for 10 years or so. And it definitely is anti-aging. You know, people think I'm about 10 years younger. Get on it. Don't hesitate. You know, there's been all kinds of great studies about it. You know, you don't have to fear it. But do read the pros and the cons and get your doctor's recommendation if you're a good candidate for it. Don't hesitate. Is it usually the urologist that would take the samples for the men? Some people go to urologists. They used to be not really up for this, but they do that. A lot of times I think I find that there are what they call what they build themselves as anti-aging or functional medicine okay. doctors. Okay. And that's where I've had my best luck over the years. I've had several different doctors and those were doctors where I found that they were really in tune that initial examination okay. to really find out what's going on with you and it's going to take time. And the reality of it is, maybe you've had a different experience, but these doctors don't take insurance. Mm -hmm. you know, you're, some you're do, some don't. Uh, yeah, you're lucky. I haven't found one that does. Yeah. Uh, and it's well worth the investment in yourself to, to right, do that. Right, for sure. So let's go into how does ED affect the other person in the relationship. Okay. Hi, singles. Are you really ready to have a love relationship? If you're not sure, it's time for you to take the love test. Couples, you're in an exclusive relationship. Do you or your partners have any of the red flags you should be concerned about? Do you think you or they have childhood trauma? Go to rihannamilne.com and do the free love tests. There are tests there for both singles and couples. If you have any concerns after taking those tests and reviewing the answers, then sign up for a Life & Love Transformation Discovery Session and Assessment. This is a one hour private session with me where I go over your love tests and get to the bottom of where you're stuck and what the next best move would be to get you on your way to having that life that you desire and the love that you deserve. It's time to learn how to move forward to reach all your goals and dreams. Go to RihannaMilne.com, my website, and sign up for the free love test or simply just directly go to the Life & Love Transformation Discovery Session tab. And I look forward to meeting with you to see how I can help you best. So the ED affects the other person in significant ways. First of all, a lot of times men with ED will withdraw and mm -hmm. they'll become withdrawn and depressed. In some cases, they'll actually even avoid having sex. They'll because, pick a fight. I yeah, find that they or, pick a fight to avoid <laughs> sex. That's because they're embarrassed. They don't know what mm -hmm. to do. They don't know where to go. They're frustrated. And for the other person in the relationship, they have to deal with that emotion, that negative emotion. You're absolutely correct. A lot of times there's a lot of anger that's built up in the man that gets uh, basically focused on the other person in the relationship. Yeah. And then the other person in the relationship, they start wondering, well, you know, does that person still love me? Right. Do they, do they still find me attractive? Yeah, Are very they often the man may go out for an affair saying she doesn't exactly. do it for me anymore. So yeah. she's left with that issue. Yeah, they, affair well. or porn or whatever. This will cause a tension in the relationship where it makes it to where you're no longer in a committed relationship. You're just kind of basically being partners, you're just kind of roommates. Right. You know, friends without benefits. <laughs> so how can that partner talk to the angry man that's suffering with this to try to reach him and get some help? It takes some time. It may take more than one conversation. It probably will take more than one conversation because there's a lot of denial too that, oh, everything's fine, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. And also for everyone to express what they want in the relationship and say, I want, I miss that emotional and physical intimacy. Yes. I want it. 
and I know that you're frustrated. The pain that exists there, a man is not able to perform. You know, let's say even he's attempting to have sex and he's not able to perform. I mean, that moment is frustrating for everyone in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, for sure. it, you know it's, a, it's a frustrating moment. What's the and, best way for a partner to handle that? Say, don't worry, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. Well, they're right in the action and nothing is happening and he's getting frustrated. What's the best thing to say at that time? I know my I women think, would want to know. I think at that point, I think you just say, I know you're frustrated. Acknowledge it. I think, first of all, you need to acknowledge the frustration. I, I think that's very, very important. Acknowledge the frustration and say that let's figure this out because I, I love you and I want to figure this out. I'm here to support you in figuring this out. Right. And I know it's hard to talk about this. I know it's embarrassing. At the same time, I love you and I want us to figure this out and we can do right. this together. We can figure this out together. Yeah, great answer. That's what I would say. And the good thing is it's kind of out of the closet nowadays. I mean, 10 years ago, nobody talked about it. There was no advertisements on television and radio sure. about your T levels. So now, you know, most guys are recognizing, oh yeah, I have a problem, but hey, there's a doctor right down the street. Yeah. So they're going to go more on their own than the women needing to say, hey, we can fix this. And the good news is there's help for this. Yeah. So oh, yeah. talk about some of those remedies that are newer and cutting edge, Oris. What, okay. What's new out on the market? There's several things that are out there, and all of them, are, I actually have interviews on all of them in my uh, digital information product. First thing is um, the vast majority of men, the issue is a com- probably a combination of psychological and blood flow. So in that particular regard, there's several things that are out there right now. There is the, the shock wave. I don't know why they call it shock wave because there's nothing shocking about it. <laughs> on the Wave. What does shock okay. wave do? What it does is, is it sends impulses into basically into your penis, into, into that area, mm-hmm. and it increases the blood flow. Okay. That's, that's the whole thing is it increases the blood flow. Now, it can, it's going to take a number of treatments to do this. Usually, they're talking about 12 treatments or so altogether. Okay. Uh, there, there really is very little pain associated with it or anything like that. It's maybe a little bit weird than anything else, but okay. uh, you can do that. It's all about increasing blood flow. The other treatment is there's actually now very new, very, very new. There is a at-home shockwave therapy device. Mm, okay. I interviewed the co-inventor of the, of the product, and uh, the, the nice thing about this one is that, one, you can do it at home, which keeps you from not having to do all those trips to, to the yeah. doctor's office. Two, it is at a fraction of the cost. I hear anywhere from, from three to $5,000 for the shockwave therapy wow. in the office. Yeah, and this is at a fraction of the cost. They even have payments, and it just it's same medical-grade therapy. Okay, uh, that's great. the most thing, FDA-regulated device. Okay, good. Okay. That's one of them. The other one is uh, platelet-rich plasma, which is PRP. Again, I used PRP for the first time in the year 2000 for regenerative surgeries. And uh, what it does, again, it, PRP is concentrated growth factors that increase blood flow into the areas. That's like a single treatment or maybe two, like a couple treatments to do that. Basically, you take your own blood and they spin it down in a centrifuge. And uh, usually they'll, let's say maybe they take 20 cc's and they'll get like two or three cc's of concentrated growth factors in the plate-rich plasma Great. and inject that. Some people like that at the end of the time, they get a, lot, a larger size. So, so they kind of like that. That therapy also takes, the PRP is kind of an interesting thing because it works not instantaneously, but over a period of several weeks, you actually get better. Okay, great. Because of vas- vascular, yeah. And they do, actually, with PRP, there's all sorts of things. There's something called the vampire facelift, where they do PRP, which actually also does in the facelift, actually, you get better over time. 
Wow, uh, something. So yeah, for that it, treatment for men, what is that price range? I'm hearing about 1500 to 2000 Okay, that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's in that range. The other one, <laughs> this I don't view the scientists on this, actually peptides, which you're going to be hearing a lot about. Actually, uh, down in Florida, you have the head of the uh, American Association of Peptide Medicine. Okay. Peptides are, are small chains of amino acids, usually 50 amino acids or less. Proteins are 50s and above. And what they do is they mimic a lot of the body healing functions. But there is a peptide that is a aphrodisiac. And it works both on men and women. Nice. We should know about this. Where's <laughs> that doctor? Yeah, I'll have the information <laughs> okay. to you. But peptides, it's an aphrodisiac. And unlike the other ED medications that work locally, basically, on, on the penis, the, the peptides are actually working on your brain. That's why it works both on men and women. It's a neurotransmitter. And then there's the final one that if you're not responsive to all these other things, then there is the penile implant. Mm-hmm. Okay. which is a surgical procedure. It is it's basically a significant procedure, obviously. It is basically the highest success rate of all of them. Huh. It's reported like a 95% success rate. And are gentlemen happy with that once that procedure is done? Oh, yeah. 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 It's the one that has the highest success rate. It is the most definitive because you really, all the vascularity and everything else is taken out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just really becomes a pump that gets inflated. And basically, when you want, you can inflate it. And you can, when you're done, you can uh, basically bring the inflation down. Deflate. Uh, these are all interviews I've done and gone in great detail with all doctors and scientists on, on all these things. And so uh, spent, spent about 45 minutes to an hour covering each of these topics. Okay. So men usually first turn to Cialis, Viagra, I don't know, whatever right. pills are out there. And uh-huh. now there's reports of these pills just stop working. Is it because they're overusing them and the body becomes dependent or what's happening there? Well, I think it's a combination of things. And, and yes, they do decrease in effectiveness. And what happens is men start increasing my dosage and this and that. You get older, your blood flow is not as good as it used to be. So you need to take more and then eventually they stop working. And so that's an issue. Also, the other issue is the timing. Usually most of these medications with Cialis has a little longer window, but Viagra, has a, the, the window is about uh, two to four hours. So heaven forbid one of you should fall asleep. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the window there's effective. It's the onset is about 20 minutes to 40 minutes. Oh, but, okay. but the window of effectiveness is about two to four hours. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I've never been with somebody that's been on the pill. So honestly, I can't say how it's different. I wouldn't know. That's why I'm asking these questions. And you said the younger men, porn is affecting men's mm-hmm. ability to get erect for their girlfriends because yeah. they're in fantasy land. Can you speak on that a little bit? Sure. Uh, there's a thing called PIDE, porn-induced erectile dysfunction. And I was reading a study that was talking about boys 13 and under, and they said 50% of them have viewed porn on the internet. Yeah, it's too easy. I mean, it's too easy. Who knows what they're doing when they're on that? Yeah. Uh, You can track your kids and all that stuff, but that's the reality of it. What happens there is that there are some studies that say that there's actually some neurological changes that occur in relationship to the porn. At the same time, I think what really is happening is that these kids see these porn films and they have this idea about what sex is supposed to look like. Yeah, unrealistic expectations. Oh, yeah. And they don't have any idea how many drugs, what kind of injections, because there's all sorts of injections you can put into your penis to make it hard. Mm-hmm. How many drugs, all sorts of stuff. And of course, the in, women in, getting paid to do the yeah, acts yeah, that yeah. they supposedly Yeah, the acts, all the theatrics and all that stuff. Yes. And then so, first of all, you become, because this is so visual and auditory, 
that you become desensitized to normal yes. sexual stimuli. That's right. And so when you're trying to have sex, you're not stimulated in the same way that you might have been before the porn. And there's nothing worse for a woman that knows that her guy has been watching porn. Now he's all horny, wants to come in and be with her. It's mm -hmm. like, uh, no, thank you. Because yeah. then we know that he was turned on by another visual image of other women, a Barbie doll, 21, yeah. being paid to love sex acts that you're not into. I'm an addictions counselor. So I've had a lot of couples in my office around the porn issue. Yes, the guy doesn't get as excited for his own woman anymore because he's desensitized to the fantasy life of porn world. And they lose oh, yeah. everything and, and the amount of masturbation, they're late for work, or these are a lot of guys that work at home. A lot of IT guys that get addicted mm -hmm. watching porn while they're at home supposedly working. And you know, I had one man lose everything, his job, his woman, his, his kids lost respect. And I had to bring them back into the reality life. And to see that process, him losing everything because of this addiction. And yeah. it is an addiction, you know, when it gets to that point. Yeah, I think that when people are addicted to porn, also the, the sex that they have becomes more mechanical. Yeah. It's not relationship. I mean, there's all sorts of different kinds of sex you can have in terms of from the sensual, loving sex to the quickie and all of that. Also, there's a whole span in there. But when you're really into the porn thing, it, it really, there's no relationship really there. Yeah. There's hardly any. It's about just getting off. It is. Yeah. And the it, woman it, feels that, you yeah, know, yeah. a woman gets turned on and she wants to make love to her partner. That right. idea is completely thrown out the window. Sure. So now she's just like a receptacle object because mm -hmm. the other girl's on the screen, you know, and yeah. when you start feeling like that, you're not connected to your partner anymore. It's like, I'm no. gone. I'm out of yeah. here. Yeah. Women can feel that or the yeah. other partner in a gay relationship, they can feel that. Anyone out there listening who thinks you are addicted to porn or just might be, you probably are if it's mm -hmm. ruining your relationship. It's just too accessible and it's skyrocketed the numbers of people impacted by porn addiction. Yeah. There was a study done by the Department of Defense, and this is a major problem, especially with people being deployed mm -hmm. about men watching porn and also how it relates to violence against women. Yeah. For sure. It's, it's something that they're looking at very, very carefully in the military because it's becoming a significant issue. Well, unfortunately, the movies are getting more coarse and more theatrical and more negative towards women. Watching those kinds of film, his woman's going to be impacted and yeah. she's not going to be turned on anymore. So that's the bottom line, sure, guys, yeah. you know. <laughs> so choose what you want, fantasy world in your screen or a real woman that would love and adore you. You know, you kind of have to choose. Yeah. The one question, was it a factor in divorce, ED? And I do think that is if the man's not willing to help himself and talk yeah. openly about it to his partner. I read it was a factor in 20% of divorces that erectile yeah. dysfunction is. And yeah. you can see that because it just permeates a relationship. It really does. People just get so withdrawn from each other. And you can see when it happens in relationships. Yeah, for sure. You know, aging is natural and it's going to happen to all of us. Mm -hmm. And I think there has to be a kind and gentle acceptance of that mm -hmm. and open and loving conversation as a couple grows older. But also what I'm hearing a lot from my singles, I work primarily with successful business women who struggle in love, but a lot of businessmen as well. But when women are out there, by the third date, these guys are pressuring them for sex already. Mm -hmm. And it's a real turnoff, like already, you know, you barely know me. It's almost like they're afraid they might lose their heart on if they just don't keep having sex. It's almost like a preoccupation, almost an addiction. 
you know, mm-hmm. that they want to get laid and they're doing anything to get laid and they're pressuring every new woman they meet to get laid. And it really gets old really fast. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to love? Whatever happened to making love versus a preoccupation with needing to get laid all the time? So men, if you're listening, when you're dating and single, court the woman. <laughs> date them several times. Don't be pushing for sex. You know, what's this three date rule? And I said, well, the men made it up. Certainly the women didn't. It's almost like this expectation. And then I've heard once, well, if the guy really likes you, he'll wait till the fifth date. I'm like, oh, really? It's like, seriously? Is this what our world has come to? It's hard for me to hear that, but I thought on this public forum that should be stated. Men, well, where's your sensitivity to the relationship? Well, courtship, courtship needs to continue also in the relationship, even in the long-term relationships. Of course. You know, we've all done that where you start taking the other person for granted. You got to really kind of like put the stop on that and say, okay, maybe there's a reason why you're going down that route Mm-hmm. And you need to look at yourself and what you're doing in the relationship. Right, or not doing. Or not doing, yeah. Yeah, or not doing. <laughs> the married folks, the exclusive relationships, they have to keep dating. A lot of the people don't realize the men's sexual center of the brain is seven times that of a woman. Mm-hmm. And a man can almost get an erection almost immediately. A woman needs her five senses turned on to be turned on. Mm-hmm. So get her out of the house. Tell her she looks nice. Dress nice for her. Smell nice. Court her. Hold her hand. Listen to music. Dance with her. Turn on the five senses. This is how her body becomes turned on. Not laying there for two hours, watching TV. The news is over. The TV goes off. You want to have sex? Uh, no. Why? Because her body's not turned on now. When is your partner able to have good sex? Mm-hmm. She just doesn't want to be, again, the receptacle. Ask her. When is it best for you, hun? Most women aren't ready first thing in the morning when the guy's testosterone is the highest. God kind of messed up a little bit there, I think. (laughs) But she might want to get up and have her shower, brush her teeth, use the bathroom, get a little something to eat. And then from noon to 11 o'clock, she's probably fine. But find (laughs) out your partner's, what's with her body? What does she want? Versus just worrying about your erections. Normally, I don't give these for free. But I'll I'll give these three tips for free. Okay, good. Normally, you have to opt in to get this. Three things you can do to improve the quality of your relationship. One, talk. Mm -hmm. Have a conversation. (laughs) And not just about the weather or something else. Talk about what's important in your life, what's important in their life. And have a conversation about what's important in your life together. Two, open the car door. Through the nice cities. Open the car door. (laughs) <laughs> it's amazing. I, it happens so infrequently now. I mean, that used to be like the standard. Yeah. But if you open a car door, believe me, I actually had a friend who to go open the car door for his wife and, and she thought that he wanted her to drive. Uh, <laughs> but open the car door. I just want to say door. the niceties, the yeah, door, the, the doors yeah, the door. in general, yeah. the car door, pull her seat out at the restaurant. Yeah. I mean, the niceties, be a gentleman. What yeah. happened to that? Yeah. And then number three, <laughs> this one usually only costs, depending on where you live, oh, maybe $9.99 to $11.99 once a month. Do it on a weekday. Go buy some roses. 
Mm-hmm. And flowers, bring them home yeah. once a month. That's all. Put it in your calendar if you can't remember it. I've been doing that for, for a long time. I was one time I was, I was in the supermarket buying roses at seven o'clock in the morning on uh, Tuesday, and the cashier looks at me and goes, "You must be in a lot of trouble to be buying roses at this time in the morning." <laughs> yeah, and I don't go, give flowers <laughs> when she's mad at you. Give yeah, them yeah. when you want to say I love you. Yeah. Exactly. I said no. I said actually, this is what keeps me out of trouble. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> so, on that uh, note, Oris, I think that's great. Thank you for coming and sharing all this wisdom My pleasure. with us today. It's been really great and a very important and necessary conversation. I hope our listeners learned a lot. They will get a free gift. You want to tell them a little bit about that from you? Sure. When you use the link in the notes, you will get for free my interview with a expert doctor who treats a lot of erectile dysfunction on one cutting edge medical therapy. And we go into great length and we spend about 45 minutes or so talking in this kind of a setting, uh, we have a good time. It's a sensitive topic, and it's a topic that's easy to be funny about, too. Yeah. So, But we go into great length and talk about this, and you can get that interview for free. You're also going to find out, actually, there's going to be some other things there. As part of that, there's actually some bonus materials. Uh, one is the relationship between erectile dysfunction and heart disease. Mm-hmm. And also another interview about the relationship between erectile dysfunction and testosterone levels. Perfect. So you get, you get several, several different things. The ED thing and heart disease, the younger you are with the erectile dysfunction, the more likely you are to have a cardiac event. Wow, that's something. Guys, yeah. don't hesitate. If you're sensing there's some problems, find your functional doctor, someone that specializes in NHR, natural hormone replacement, or any of these other techniques that. Oris was so great in sharing with us today. And to make sure you do opt in for that free gift. In closing, Oris, what words of wisdom in a summary sentence would you like to leave for our listeners? If you are a man who is older and has not considered or has not tried testosterone replacement therapy, I think you're nuts. I mean, I don't know. That's it. I think you're nuts. Try for a few months. If you don't yeah. like it, get off of it. And uh, I think you find that uh, once you get on it, you're going to want to stay on it. Ladies, too. Check it out. Natural yeah, check hormone it out. Re- with hormone replacement. Yeah, it works great. Okay, that's RSK and oldguytalks.com. And his podcast is oldguytalkstome.com. So make sure you tune in. He's a wealth of information and a whole lot of fun. Thank you, love angels and transformers. That's all we have time for today. I want to thank Oris for being my guest today and sharing so much great information with both our men and women listeners. I appreciate you sharing the love and the show link to those that you love and care about. Please take a moment to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and a comment about the show and what you liked best. Once you leave a five-star rating and a comment, please copy and paste it or take a photo of it and email me at rihannamilne at gmail.com and I'll be glad to say thank you with a bonus gift worth $1,000 that I will email back to you. You can listen to the Lesson in Life and Love podcast on the podcast webpage, lessonsinlifeandlove.com, on my app, Lessons in Life and Love, on the go, and on your favorite podcast forum. Remember, you can reach out at any time during the week for help at rihannamilne.com. Also, while you're there, take the free love tests and download the free chapters of both Live and Love Beyond Your Dreams, my best-selling books. To get more information on childhood trauma, get the free ebook at havetheloveyoudeserve.com. That's havetheloveyoudeserve.com. And as always, I am here to help you create that life that you desire and to have the love that you deserve. Have a beautiful and blessed week.
We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. And if you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a session with Rihanna. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.